it was like that. And I started playing in the the fourth division league. But I was still playing how, around. How old football. How yeah. old were you playing in the fourth division? I was like eleven years old. When I started playing the fourth division, so, but fourth fourth yeah. division is is professional, no? Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, it was there in Liberia. Like, so, so you you an eleven year old playing professional fourth division fourth, football, in Liberia, division football and, in Liberia, and you and you playing yeah. against grown men. I play a green grown man, and every time they bring me in like second half to play, and I would do what I got to do, <laughs> and then that way, yeah. Africa, Africa What's going on, world? It's Cordo Tar, your host, back again with another episode of Africa Abroad. Africa Abroad. Today is a very special day. I have a guest. I'm excited for this guest. Uh, he's known for his energy in the midfield, a whole lot of pace, a whole lot of stamina. Um, let's see. Let me go down the list. Liga Indonesia champion, uh, Indonesian Super League champion. Uh, Liga Indonesia best player, pretty much to say he's the man in Southeast Asia. My guy, Za Kringer. How you doing today, Za? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Yeah, what's up, people? You all right? That's good, man. Thank you good for taking. Here. Thank you for taking the time to be on the be on the show with us today. Um, let's see, let's see. So let's just let's just start from the beginning because you you've got. Uh, quite the journey that you've been on in this illustrious career that you have. So um, I just want to start from the beginning. Where were you born? Uh, I was born in uh, Liberia, um, Central Maria up Ashman Street at the old government hospital. Okay. So you, you from in town, you're, yeah. you're a city guy. I'm from in town. Yeah, I'm a city guy. <laughs> okay. And um, what, what are you an only child? Um, no, my my mother had like uh, seven, and I'm the number seven. Okay, I'm the last born. You're the youngest yeah, of, of I'm seven. The last born. I'm the youngest. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, what what was life like growing up in Monrovia? Well, my whole life it kind of long, but I'm not making sure yet because um, I live a life. My whole life, entire life, I live with my mom. Uh, single mother, she she was so great to me, and we 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 was not really struggling to the extent that we couldn't get food to eat. No, we we was okay, you know. Uh, at some point, I can say well for her because we were living in a, a old government building, a government building that sometimes even when it rains, sometimes we pull our uh, our bucket to the bed because most of the time water drips. And then fall on the bed, so it, it was difficult. But God could have it. We 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 was okay, you know. I really struggled hard because doing 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 my life, living with my mom, I had a lot of opportunity to become somebody, and then a lot of people saw a lot of good things in me because I, I I grew up with that easy amount of person, respectful child. That everybody used to like me, so I, I didn't I didn't struggle that much to say oh a lack of this or lack of that because of my attitude. You know, it take me to a lot of places. It make me to meet 
good good people that 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 were waiting to help me and, and my mom because my whole entire life I lived with her. She used to sell donuts near uh Katira. Yeah, so a lot of people knew her because of the donuts she used to sell. You know, sometimes I around her, sitting with her, watching frying the donut while they're serving people and all that. As very young, and sometimes I had the time to go to school, and sometimes I don't have it to go to school. You know, it was like that between me and her. But I things go back when when I reached the age of eight years old. Oh, my father left her. He went away without giving anything. That's what she said to me when I was eight years old. She told me, she said, uh, your father is not around. I tried to get in touch with him. I can't get in touch with him. So I just want to tell you, you know, because, you know, living without a father is very, it's very hard, you know. Since I was eight years old, I haven't laid my eyes on my father. Yeah. Yeah, when he left, yeah, I don't even know him seriously because he left without you know leaving a note back or the hearing thing here, but returning to her just to see his son, and it was like that. So I struggle, you yeah. know. So like, like, like what the librarian people used to say used to say, uh, they got a word for a child and. His mother, they can call him Mama Baby. So that's how they used to call me, oh, Mama Baby, Mama yeah. Baby, because most of the time, when my mom leaving the house and trying to go make business, I will always cry behind her, want to follow her, want to see where she going and all that. So most of the time, I was so used to my mother. My mother was my best friend. She was my everything. And they came a time... When I when I reached the age of eight years old and I started playing football from eight years old, I knew I could play football, but I didn't I didn't know the 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 left or right of playing football. So my career my career started when I can say a lot of people say I was born with with football because. My oldest brother, who, who 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 is called Michael, once once in a while he come on and talk to me and say, hey, "You, you not you nobody teach you how to play football." So I was like, "What are you trying to say?" And say, "Okay, let me explain this to you." There's a football player, one one football player, one one of one of Liberia's best players is called Juan Imboto. Oh, Juan Imboto. The the hospital you was born in. It was the room that he he died in. Wow. So probably yeah. So probably I'm just saying, you know, because we Africans sometimes we believe in something. Yeah. I'm just saying probably is that spirit went into you when when your mom bombed you because there where he he was and there where he died. So probably a spirit in you. So nobody teach you how to play football. And I started playing I used to play on the guitar on the car road, on the basketball court, anywhere, or not rain, anywhere. As long there is a way that we can make a football seat, I, I'm gonna play that. Yeah. So that's how I started coming up in my career, my life. It was hard. It was hard for me, but because of football, 
football, like, it make it easier for me. I was not struggling to eat. I was not wearing, like, chair pants. Uh, but the only thing I know that I'm used to not liking to wear was shoes, slipper. Yeah. You know, I always like to be a barefooter, you know, walking in the era. Uh, barefoot, yeah. barefoot baller. That's what we call yeah. it. That's what we call yeah. it, man. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of barefoot <laughs> ballers. Y'all, y'all doing big things yeah. now. I feel like it makes you stronger, yeah, right? <laughs> oh yeah. It makes me stronger. That's how, that's how it go for me. That's how I've been through all. Every time my mom buys a new slipper, it got a cut because of why I played football in it. Yeah. So it was it was like that. Man. And then one of the things I can remember, I went for uh, a round turn game. You know, I went for a round turn game. My first time to play, I'm gonna cry. You know, like a round turn game. I got you play. I went to play, and that game nobody knew who they called Zah. Nobody knew me. Yeah. So when I went to play, I went to play this game. A guy took me to play in Clarastown. How how so old, how old were you play. when when this game was happening? I was like I was like eight years old. Oh, so eight this is like you, you started playing you started playing when you were eight, and this yeah. game is, when was when you were eight. Wow. Okay. So you were yeah. you were a quick learner, I guess. Yeah. But most of the time, when I was six, seven. It was just ready in my era. Okay. But people never would pay attention to that because it was just hollering things that we used to do with a with a rubber ball. They call it uh, uh, the air control. We call that the air control ball. Just in the rain or you know, play fun game. But when I when I reached the age of eight years old, that way I knew that football, yeah, is is something that built in me. You know, that I didn't learn from anybody. Nobody teach me. Because when I went to play Clarison, when people saw me play, you know, driving older guys, hitting the ball over there, doing a lot of stuff, giving passes, scoring goals, people say, wow, they kid would be one of the best players in Liberia. And then they start giving me names. They start calling me names. Some people call me Zico. Yeah. They call me Zico. Some people call me... They said, they said, okay, we'll name me Pikinza. So Pikinza needs to start going behind me. Pikinza, Zico. Pikinza, Zico. Pikinza, Zico. So it was like that. And people used to tow me off the feet to carry me to the dressing ground after the game like that. My pocket, my jersey would be full with money. My hoose would be full with money. <laughs> people would just be throwing, yeah, they throwing money on me. And, you know. I played a couple of games in that tournament and I was water MVP. Okay. So the MVP thing is just something that came up when I was very at a, a, a little age. I was very young. So, and this is what's, this is what's funny, all right? So after the game in Clarissa, you know, most, most guys in Clarissa, they, they, they sell it in the market, what else that market? Yeah. Most people. So my mom was, like, she went to this, this place to the waterside market to buy flowers and sugar to come prepare her business or donor business for the next morning. So she was there and they group she told me she said there's a group of guys that I can buy stuff from. They were talking about yesterday game, oh one picking the coin, that so she said she was like she was just telling she feeling pain for her stuff. So I was standing, you know, all the person was serving her. She was just standing, listening. 
episode, she went, she said, she asked the guy, she said, who is that person you're talking about? You know, like that. And the guy to her said, yeah, very less skin, less skin kids, more in the body. Whoa, he can play with it, both legs. He, he did a lot of things. He even made me to win money yesterday because I was <laughs> betting like, yeah, <laughs> I was betting. I said this team will win and this kid will score and, and stuff like that. And I won money. Yeah. So she, she opened her, her, her purse and showed my picture and said, you think that's the kid you're talking about? And the guy said, yeah, 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 you know, like that. And then she said, that's my son. How come you play football? He just turned eight years old. Oh, wow. Who, who was this guy then he was playing against? Older guys or his age? I said, no. Older guys, his age, you know, big people. And then she was like, that's my son. And the guy said, oh, oh my like a son? You know, you know, like, oh, my like a son? Okay, oh, my, you know what? What do you want? Take this one. Take it free. Oh, my. Well, today, well, anytime you come by, she go, yeah, I'll give you two cups, three. Yeah. And, you know, she started getting free things. Yeah. At that point, she started things that she paid for. The guy started giving her money back. And then when she came home, she said, hey, you can play football? I was like, no, I can't play football. She said, no. <laughs> don't lie to me. Me and you don't have that. You know, it was like that. I said, no, I can't play football. She said, okay, let me tell you something. Some guys then were talking about you and I put out your picture and they say, yeah, this is you and like You played game in Clarkson yesterday. I was like, yeah, I played game. They said, no, how come? So I was like, yeah, I played game yesterday. Since no one I've been looking for you to hold on yesterday. You didn't tell me you go play football. But I mean, let me tell you, just be careful. You know, I don't want you to be hurt because you're the only person near me right now. So you can help me with everything. Yeah, I don't want nothing to happen to you. So it was like that. And then, you know, I started coming good. Started going for all the round-time games. Then people started knowing me. So every time somebody having a game, they would call. They would try to to, to find me because at that time there was no phone or something. They would always come up uh, Ashman Street to find me. And anytime you want to find me up Ashman Street, you come on the, on, the, on, the, on the dusty road. Yeah. Because that way I used to be with my mom, sitting with her. And, you know, or uh, come near Katira after school that I, in the evening time, we're playing football right on the road there, right on the car road. And when I played football on the car road, people would, would come, when they see me playing, it would be passing, but it would stop. And then they call me, hey, take this five dollars, take this money, take this. You know, it was like that, yeah. always. Until one day on Ashmore Street, they had some tournament on Ashmore Street, like, a football tournament. So my team came from my own place, uh, Ashmore Street, and then we went to play. Look, we blocked the rule. People, the place crowded, or we playing. People throwing money on me, like, this one for you, that one for you, you know. Giving it to me, like, I was like, that way I started feeling like, okay, I think football is my career. I think I need to focus on my on my football. Yeah. And, and play to be able to help my mom. So every morning they give me a company. When I give it to her, I'm afraid, you know, because she's a kind of person. She say, oh, don't take money from a stranger and this, that. Yeah. So. But you providing yeah, so at this point. It's, it's almost like but a I, job. I thought, yeah. It's like a job. So she was not complaining. 
she was not complaining that she was so afraid that I would be hurt, you know, that I won't be around her and, and, and stuff like that. So it was like that. So until one day when I started growing up now reaching the age of nine, ten, like that. And then this uh uh on twenty I mean on thirteen teams came up. Yeah, on thirteen uh, uh tournament came out in, in Sweden. So it was like that and I started playing in the the fourth division league. But I was still playing how, around. How old how old were you playing in the fourth division? I was like eleven years old. When I started playing the fourth division. So, but fourth fourth yeah. division is, is professional, no? Yeah, though. yeah, it was that in Liberia. So, so you, you, an eleven-year-old playing professional fourth division fourth football in Liberia, football and, in Liberia, and you, and you yeah. playing against grown men. I play a green grown man, and every time they bring me in like second half to play, and I would do what I got to do, <laughs> and then that way, yeah. That, what, that, what, what team? What, what, what team is this? I started playing for Duke of Defenders. Duke of Defenders. That's what I see. I got I got your yeah. Wikipedia page over here, and it, it's, it yeah. said Duke of Defenders. And, and you you midfield mi- yeah. Zai over there, Duke. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so you are, you eleven years old playing in the professional fourth division in, in Liberia. Yeah, in the fourth division league in Liberia. And are you are you the star of your team? Are you coming off the bench? Like what's what's your role on the team as an eleven year old? I actually my role was like um, a star on the team. Wow! Because sometimes, sometimes uh, I'm gonna come from the bench. Sometimes we start. All depends because you know at that time everybody got to play. It was not like uh, okay because you're the best, so you'll be playing all the time. Yeah. Because we all were so young, so they want for everybody to play to to get a feeling of playing football. Yeah. So it was like okay. You will start today. Tomorrow you sit on the bench. It doesn't mean that you can't play. You can play, but that's how the coach wanted the team to be because yeah. it was like a family team. Everybody need to play. Everybody yeah. need to play. And everyone get development if it's young guys. Yeah, as a young players, you know. So this guy really needs to be like on, on our back and you know pushing us, you know. Making us to know that okay, you know, you gotta play if you want to play football. You gotta do this. You gotta respect your parents. You gotta go to school. You gotta, you know, you know the time to go to bed and all that. But you know, we Africans, it's not, it's not like that between bedtime and this time. No, because we gotta wait. We got, we got, we got a weird, no, no light. We using kennel. We using this, so it's difficult. Yeah, you know, we came out the hard way. You know. So, but this person uh, that was like leading I, you, he kind of was training you to be a professional even beforehand by telling you the different things yeah, that you need to be focused different on. Different things that I need to be focused on, yeah. So, so that's how I will. But he said he didn't understand that certain part, certain family wasn't having it to do all of that for you in school. For me, my mom, I, I would say, she struggled, you know. I was through all my life. I was going to government school until I, I traveled with it with it with a junior national team. That's how I started going to, to private school because uh, uh, they used to give us scholarship. Yeah, you know. And how yeah. old were you when you so, when that started? When I when I started, I was like twelve years old. Okay. It gets a step by step, you know, because 
my I was I was born nineteen eighty nine. Mm-hmm. 1989, yeah, at the old government hospital up Ashmore Street. And at, at that time, when I when I went on my, my look, let me explain this to you. Before I went on that trip, this is how I got my sponsor. Uh, I think you will know the, the late Fred Dishie. Okay. They call him Fred, Fred Dishie. Yeah. He saw me playing, he saw me playing on a basketball court. The basketball court, they just built a basketball court in the high and then if you if you made a mistake, you're going to fall. Yeah. It's probably something bad going to happen to you. So at that age, he was standing at the Oscar building near the court. He got his, his house there, a huge mansion. So he was just standing there watching us playing. So he saw me, like, dripping the ball over two pricing at the edge of the court. Yeah. And then it was raining. You know what he did? He came out on the rain. And then he came up straight to me and said, hey, what is your name? And I called my name to him. Where you live here? I said, I live in the old government hospital building. He said, wow, it's strange. Me watching you doing this among your friends and other guys there, you know what? I want to meet your mom and I want to be a sponsor. It's like that. So most of the time when he goes to the U.S. to see his, his family, you coming back, you will bring me a whole lot of material, like football booze and this, that. Yeah. So there he started sponsoring me in school, giving me money and, and, and things like that, giving it to my mom. So he started sponsoring me. So there where my mom knew that, okay, you know what? I gave up. So you can play football. I didn't know. So, But what I want to tell you, don't forget about school. Even though I don't have an opportunity in school, but if somebody giving you days and putting you in school, make sure you go to school, you know, and stuff like that. So that's how it used to be. I came out in a, in a way that sleeping place was one of the difficult things that I never, I never had, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Because we were staying in that building and my mom used to like that building because they were all friends they had. So, doing the wall, the wall came, we went Claristan, I mean, uh, uh, Claristan, Yucatan, you know, things started getting better, then we came back in the building, because that's our building, you know, that way she, she, she raised me, so we came back until, at the age of 12, 13 years old, things started falling apart. Falling like apart, like how? On me, you know, because, um, I came, I came from from Sweden when I went Sweden with the national team, the junior national team at that age twelve, and when I came back, I came back and things were, you know, falling apart. My mom started getting sick. You know, she started getting sick. She would get better. She would get sick. She would get better. She would get sick until. One time I was doing, uh, I was taking national exam. I was in worldwide mission at that time. I was in the eighth grade. I was in worldwide mission. So I came home and she was not home. Yeah. And they told me that she went to take care of her sister wedding. You know, she, she knew how to cook. She knew how to clean her. She can face a lot of food. And, you know, so she went to help. So 
after that, two days, three days, four days, one week, I can I can see her. So I started like thinking like where she where she go until finally somebody came down to me, one of her family members came up and started looking for me and then say, Oh, your mom not feeling well, she just asking for you and she wanna see you. So I said, Okay. So I went there and then my mom like so healthy, fat and then she was so skinny, she had a whole lot of blazer oil on her skin, peeling and stuff like that. So I started to cry, you know. It was it was so hard for me. I couldn't I couldn't eat because I had to be thinking about what's going on with her. We took her to the hospital. The hospital said doctor said we can find anything. You wow. know. Yeah, we can find anything. So after I can remember it was on Friday. A guy came up to me and was like, "Oh, I want you to go play for my team at uh, Bushra Island." Oh, like ah, I can play football right now because yeah. I'm not I'm not in the mood for football, you know. So he said, "No, not today." I mean, on on on, on Sunday. I say even on Sunday, say I can play football right now. My whole mind right now. It's not it's not for me being around people or being on football field right now. I just want to be with my mom, you know. She's not feeling all right. So I remember on that Sunday, it was on Saturday, she asked me to go get her few drinks. Like Luguze, uh, uh, some NHA drinks, stuff that she, you know, she said she likes to drink, you know, most of the time when she goes shopping with her, she can always buy that and drink it. So I was like, but where will I get the money from? <laughs> I, I don't have money. Yeah. Yeah, she sent you. She said, go, yeah. go play. Yeah. <laughs> go. She said, go buy me drinks. Uh, you know? So I was like, ah. Okay, okay. Uh, what about tomorrow? So my whole mind was like, okay, tomorrow, if I go play, I can make that money. Yep. You know? My performing can give me money, and the guy that I went play for, you know, most of the time we go play, we get all money, you know, like that. It's not free. So he said, I don't care where, wherever you're going to get the money from, just buy me drinks. Yeah. You know, it was like that. So uh, the day Sunday came out with her, and the guy, the guy went looking for me, and then someone told him where I was, and the guy came. I look at my mom, I don't want to go anywhere. But she kept pushing me to go buy this drink. So I was like, okay. Hey. So I told the guy, so you know what, before, before I go, buy me this drink, buy me this something, you know, I I, I will go with you. You don't, you don't have to give me money anymore. Just buy a drink for me. Let me take it to my mom. Yeah. You know, so... So the guy was like, yeah, I'll buy it for you, Zah, no problem, I'll buy it, but the time will be late, so why can't you just, you know, go play, I will buy the drink, and I will bring it to her. I said, no, myself, I want to take it to her. Yeah. So I said, I want to take it to her. So the guy went, we bought the drink, after we bought the drink, but we were working on her, you know, so I couldn't take the drink, he said, they don't want me to enter, her family don't want me to enter, so I just kept the drink, I went for the game, and then I went to play. 
that game, I remember I scored three goals in that game. Three goals, can you imagine? And I came with, like, money. And, you know, money was all in my socks. People were giving me money after that game. And I came home with the drinks, everything. Well, you know, going in the room, I just saw people, you know, like, when they see me, they will pretend like they're okay. Yeah. You know, they don't want me to know. So, like, so I went, I said, oh, I brought a drink. I brought a drink from my mom, you know. She asked him to get all drinks. So, before I entered in the room, my mom was already there. Damn. Yeah. So, she was gone. So, I said to myself, I said, oh, but if she knew she was going, why she asked me to buy, to buy her drinks, you know? So, it was that kind of hard for me, you know. So, I kept saying, I said, this is a drink. So, I just felt that she wanted me to work for myself, that she would not be around me to, you know, putting, be putting food on the table for me yeah. or doing stuff for me, buying me clothes. So, I should work for myself. Yeah. I should know that when she leaves, I can be able to do something for myself. Yeah. I think she, she wanted you to play, you know? She yeah, she knew she knew that she knew that you two had that bond with you being her youngest and like you said before you guys were always together you know she always, she knew day. she knew that you weren't going to leave her side but then she also yeah. identified that you were a spectacular football player so I think it was yeah. part of her to say like this boy's not going to leave my side because he's that loyal and he's that great of a son. I need to tell him to yeah. go play so he can to see go. what he can yeah. do. And the only way yeah. she was going to yeah. get you to go was for her to send you to do something for her. To send me to do something for her. Yeah, that's, 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 that's amazing, bro. That's I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm that's, so that's sorry. I'm sorry for your loss, but yeah. that, that shows me how amazing your mother was, bro, that she's, she's on her way out and she's thinking about you and, and your life and, and trying to give yeah. you the energy and the encouragement that you need to become the man that you are today, man. That's, a man that's, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah, seriously. That's why it's just, when I, when I went, when I went to play, I was, I thought it was going to bother me, like, 10 years before I wasn't going to play good, but I put in that energy, you know, everything that could, and, yeah, I let it die, honestly, because after she passed, and I was going home, crying, running, going home, and walking on the street, there's Peter and there's a car that it hit me and I couldn't do anything. I cried for almost like every day I cry, every day, every time I go to bed I would dream about her. Every time like I don't know whether it was dream or imagination. It was so many things. So And you're like I thirteen at this time, right? You're thirteen? Yeah, at that time. Wow. Thirteen, yeah. I didn't, I just, my schoolmate came up to me, you know, and the good thing that happened was the end of the year. So it was so hard for me. And, you know, things started getting rough. I don't want to be around friends. I just want to be in the room. So where, where did you go? Where did you go after your mom passed? Because you're the youngest. So who, who did you live yeah. with? Where did you stay? I just went back to the building. The building, where, the, where building. Your, the building where your mother well, raised yeah. you in. 
because there's yeah. there's other families there, or you were just by yourself? No, they're dead. I was just by myself, no, just wow. friends and people that 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 were closer to her. You know, it was like that until I was just I just went in the building, went in the room, locked myself up, didn't come outside, just there crying to myself, you know, crying to myself, and that's how I almost month I just been you know, I ain't been to myself. Like I was not to myself at all. <laughs> not in not in not in people talk talk to me about it would sound good to me. You know. So yeah. that's how things started turning, you know, turning apart. I I was, I stopped playing football and just forget about playing football. Just crying, thinking about her, doing days, a lot of stuff. So at this point, what I had today, when whenever some up to now, where whenever I sit down and, and, and see myself, I be asking God, so God, why, why you know my mind is not around to enjoy the yeah. life that I'm living right now. Everything I'm working for is not around, you know, to do that, to to enjoy it. You know, she really struggled behind me doing the war, holding me when I was more younger. You know passing through a, a script bullet, you know, holding me on her back and all that. And today, I'm a man today, you know, I can provide for myself, but she's not around for me to provide for her, you know, for her to enjoy, you know, her son, things that he, he getting, you yeah. know. So sometimes when I think about that, it can really, you know, make me to cry, you know. Yeah, Every sure. time. Yeah, every time. Wow. So so you're 13 years old, your your mother passes away and you're just by yourself now. You said you you stop you yeah. stop playing football. You you said you stopped going to school. Stop going to school. How how stop did how did it turn around? What what happened to make you, you know, like get back to to doing things? It's just uh, um Another person saw me, you know, they call him Prince Chupi. He's in the U.S. right now in Minnesota. Call him Prince Chupi, you know. He's like, he saw me and then he told me, he said, wow. And at that time, they were talking about taking everybody out of the building. So I didn't have nowhere to stay. And luckily, God blessed me. And then the guy came around and said, you know, I got a place. You can come be stopping with me, you know. I'll put you in school and this, that. But I always knew to escape that. Anytime you talk about that, we escape that. I was not ready to myself, honestly. Good thing for me, I can think it's not necessary for me. You know, but the the good thing about me, I was not in the street begging people for money or maybe doing smoking or frustrated, like, you know, doing crazy stuff like that that most of the, most of most of my friends they started doing. You yeah, know, yeah. people that already they have their parents with them, they living with, they have working team, but they started doing other stuff, and they wanted me to be involved in it. You know, they have car like who's that? We teach you how to drive so you can be driving, or so we all can be driving. Forget so you can forget about your mom. Let's go to the club. Let's go do this and that. I was not in that kind of position. I always like to be by myself. Yeah. Always. So that one of the things that I respect myself or that one of the things that I look at myself, I say I'm strong because 
being 12 to 13 years old, losing your mom, you probably do a lot of things that, you know, would get you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But the only thing that can make me happy when, like, when I started coming to myself, I would go play a game, play football. I would think about that. But after the football, well, when I get home, I'll just be crying. Yeah. Just be crying, you know. Because it's like you get off, you used to get off the field and go home and take your mom the money, you know? Yeah. And now you just got off the field and you know you got to go home and she's not there to to receive the money. She's not there. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. So it was like that. And luckily, I started living with a guy. He started helping me with school fees. And I went with the GM national team three times. Started getting, uh, 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 how they call it, like a scholarship, and then it started opening the school league. But I never used to go play for scholarship because I wanted to learn, even though at some point I was slow, but I used to let go in the school. I was not like all the football players, okay, today I will not go to school, tomorrow I will go to school. When it comes for a game, I will go to school and go play. And then after the game, I don't want to go to school. It was not like that in me. I, I I used to let go in the school. And I have, most of the time when I go to school, most of the school that I went, I will always have a a, a teacher that can be able to teach me after school. Yeah. For free. Because of my because of my character, because of my behavior. You know, I'm kind of easy pricing. Don't like to be in people's ways and, and stuff like that. And one of the things that I know about myself, I don't boast about football. Yeah. Like where all the players do. Game time, I don't think about the game. Like putting the game on my head, oh, what I'm going to do today. I just, you know, sit by, listen to my gospel music or play music, pray, and then script for the game. I don't like to watch football games, you know, on TV. Like people <laughs> wow. watch MU. Yeah. I, that's, that's one of my weaknesses. I don't watch football games at all. Unless maybe I'm boring, I can't sleep and have football game there. Maybe mm-hmm. me and my friends and we'll watch it together. But for me to sit down to watch football game, ah, not my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't watch football that much. Unless sometimes I watch my team playing basketball and playing. Yeah, sometimes, but not all the time. So this is so it's like you're about high school age when you you're getting back to school, you're getting back to to playing. Um, But you say you didn't play for the school league. I play I played in school league, but it was not uh, like like the way I like the way people used to take it. You know, sometimes like like when I went to this school, uh, worldwide mission. I was paying school fee and people never knew I was a football player there. <laughs> oh, wow. I always, yeah, because my, my brain, my, I was staying in that position of my mom. So when it called about during devotion time, when it said, oh, every football player come on the side, I will always like stay on my line. I won't move because I was not in the mood of playing football yeah. in school. Yeah. So until they came up with a class league, you know, to get more football players. They came up with a class league. And I was sitting in the class, everybody putting their name down. I didn't put my name down because my mind wasn't on football at the time. Yeah. It was always up on my mom, you know, 
So on the a guest saw me, a guest said, You, I know you. I was like, Where you know me from? Yeah, I saw you playing. The last time you played in my era, you can play. You want the best player. Why you don't want to put your name down the list? Yeah. And I said, No, no I, I don't think that's me. It's not me. Yeah. So when I, I, I call it, when the principal came to our class and started naming players that are supposed to go play a uh, uh, class league, my name was not there. Until someone pulled me off and said, this man is a football player. He played for the junior national team and this, that. So when I went to play in the class league and they saw him playing, my class gave me the captain bench. <laughs> and you don't even yeah. want to play and they're like nah that's that's him <laughs> that's him you know my first game I played I was in the captain but the first game I played when they saw him playing I'm like oh no we can't give not because you you you, you clever so we should give you captain Ben you can play so we gave him the captain Ben to Zai because Zai is a great player so I was the captain and my class went to the quarterfinal if Greta wins the World Cup, I'm on the same the same guys. That wow! When I started playing there, people started knowing me. Until the principal came on and said, "Why just play on the on the school team?" So I told him, "I said, yeah, I can play on the school team, but I pay my full tuition. If you can get my money back, mm. I will play." And he himself said, "Okay, yes, I will get my money back." So he gave my money back, and I took the money. I carried to the guy that paid for it. I said, oh, they gave my money back uh, because I'm on scholarship now. So you're like, okay, yeah, but, you know, take the money, buy whatever thing you want to buy for yourself. Yeah, but at that time, money was, to me, was like, ah, I don't have nothing to do with money. Yeah. You know. Every time I feel like I get something that I know that I'm supposed to share with my mom, yeah. I would cry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would cry for it. So wow. it was like that. Yeah. And I started playing it. My team from fourth division went to third division. We was in the third division league. We played and we went to the playoff to qualify to the second division. And in the third division league, I came out with the MVP. Mm. Yeah. I came up with the MVP. I can remember Edwin, the, uh, uh, Mr. Edwin Snow gave me a watch, you know, the price of uh, MVP. Yeah. And he told me the watch called like 500. So I'm like, okay, thank you. So <laughs> then when people started knowing who they call, <laughs> yeah, who they call Zach Ringer, I started playing, people started knowing me. It's like, started coming up good. I went with the Geo National team. Well, on a 13, on a 14, on a 15, went to Sweden, and they had seven players that are supposed to stay in Sweden to play for a club called Flo, Flo that Box. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was among the seven players. So how long did you stay I in Sweden? Seven players. I stayed in Sweden for like, for like six months. But, you know, sometimes in life, you got to be strong-headed, too. If I was really strong in my head, I wasn't going to be playing in Asia yet, honestly. Really? But maybe the high God, yeah, maybe the high God wanted it to be because I had every opportunity of, you know, like people say, you got to run away, you see your silence, and this, that. 
but it was not in my mind. So what what happened? But uh, what happened in Sweden? So you you stayed there for six months. In Sweden, yeah. In Sweden, we 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 was there. It was the essay. Mm-hmm. The lyrics that so Master Quest bring down the drama on us because he said that the people that took us to Sweden, uh, the team was giving them money, uh. and the essay never knew about it. That's why they sell. It was the way it was. It was uh uh. Quentin Smith, Coach Quentin Smith, and Heron and, and Brown. Those are the, the coaches that took us to Sweden. So they thought the coaches were eating the money that the team was giving, you know. But it, we didn't we didn't sign a professional contract. Yeah. Because for me, I was still on the age. So we were just playing for like starting, you know, giving us something, you know, telling us that if they nurture off on here, we can be able to play in the big league in Sweden. Yeah. So that's why it was the lowest, lowest division for me. I used to play all the division because I was still on the edge yeah. as an academy player. So it came a time the late Francois Massacre put pressure on Kate uh, Smith and, 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 and Coach Aaron Brown, saying the, the kids that he took to Sweden, they should bring all of them back. The mm-hmm. FAC letter there and all that saying uh, they will also. If we don't come back, they will send letter to FIFA to cause problem with this Florida Bob thing. So that I can we came back and when we came back other players had opportunity to go back to Sweden. Yeah. Because I I was stay on the edge so they just forget about us. So I started playing the in the division league with my same team to go defend us. Yeah. Started coming up good. But one of the things I read into Battle me going for training. You have to jog. I used to jog from 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 Ashmore Street all the way to Effie for training because I didn't have transportation to go there. Yeah. So, so sometimes I would jog. Sometimes my childhood friends, Boyma, Jira, and Gino, they would put money together for me to go for training because they saw. They saw, you know, they saw that 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 football in me. So it was like that. Sometimes we see pickup glory, and we talk to the driver. Hey, can we ride at your at back of your pickup to go Effie? Say yeah. So that's how I used to go for training, and until I left, uh, 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 uh Liberia, I went Switzerland. A, a coach came from from Switzerland. They saw me play. So, oh, but I can take it to Switzerland to play there. So I have this sponsor called uh, uh, Robert Bright. Okay. Robert Bright, yeah. Mr. Bright and, 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 and CFI Bright. Those are the people that were behind oh, me. Wow. Now when, when, you told, yeah. I, I feel like you told me about this because uh, CFI is my uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. They, 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 yeah, you said you you said that they took you. So tell me tell me more about the, about this uh this trip to Switzerland. Okay, it, it was like this, you know, uh uh, 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 uh Robert Bright was like a, a manager. Yeah. So when he visited Fred Dishi, he saw me playing on the scene on the scene or uh, 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 basketball court yeah. you know. And then Fred told him, said, uh, come and see our kids playing football. That's my kid. I, I like him. So I want you to help him. 
So, and Robert Bright, he knew a lot of people outside. You know, he like he lived in America, so he knew a lot of people outside. So he had a lot of contact. So when they saw me playing and talked to me, say, I, could, I can help you, you know, to play professional football. They asked me for my age. I gave them my age and, and, and stuff like that. So, and then after some time, uh, uh, Robert Brown went to America. He came by. Bro. He started sponsoring Duke of the Trainer now mm-hmm. because of me. He started sponsoring Duke of the Trainer. So, uh, uh, the little friend, she was the, the president of the club now. He took over the club yeah. because of me. So we started started sponsoring us, giving us jersey, booze, football, everything. He was the sponsor now, so and then Robert Bright told me that oh there's a coach will be coming from Switzerland to come watch me play. So when the coach came, we had a game to play on ATN and they brought me in the second half to play. And when I came in second half, I did what I got to do. And the coach saw me and said, oh, yeah, I love the number 10. Say yeah, but that's the case we've been talking about. And it just came up fast with that. But then the coach started coaching me now. Yeah. Started taking me on the beach, taking me to places. All the training that he think that I would go through in Switzerland, he started, you know, training me with that. So, but then I told him, I said, but I can't, I can't go alone. Okay. And I got my pet that I can play with. So I mentioned Dia Williams. I think you, you're supposed to know Dia Williams. Yeah. One of, one of like dream uh, uh, professional to live in, in, in Sweden now. So how come Dia Williams came on our team and we signed him because of the trick. So started taking care of me and deal with him and this stuff. So, and then, see, I thought Bright came in too. He saw me playing. Because he was not the, the football tip, you know, but because of Robert Bright, so Robert Bright brought him in, you know, to be able to help. So, they started helping me left and right, you know, going to the place, facing me impossible, and, 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 Invitation started connecting me, you know, making me look good. Going to school, they started paying my school fee and all that. So it was like a like a sponsor to me. So we went to Ghana. We went to Ghana. It was me, Siafai Bright, and, and Robert Bright, along with my friend Dia with him. So when the coach went by, he sent everything, every DJ invitation, everything for us. So. We went to Ghana. We started training with one Ghanaian, Ghanaian team called Steku. Okay. Our first division Ghanaian team. So we started playing for that team. And then the team wanted us to stay there because they saw that we could play. Yeah. But we couldn't stay there because we were going to Switzerland. Yeah. So we traveled to Switzerland. We was there. We was training. But the thing, the thing about it that I really don't understand. I don't know whether it's the truth or it was lie or I don't I don't really understand because when we were there we started playing. And there's a team called Juventus mm-hmm. in the I think in the third division league. And they saw 
saw me playing, they decided to to host off for like the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So we started playing, and then they came a time like few weeks. We supposed to sign contract. We supposed to move over to Grass Apple. Yeah, and the the owner of Grass Apple called Hell Sizer. So he was like, "Yeah, I can, I can, I can build a case, or they can be on my team." But the other guy, Dia, Dia can be for trial, but Zach can go on the academy team. We can start up with Zach for academy because he's not, he's not the age to play professional football now in Switzerland. Yeah. And at that time, the route came up that like, as a foreign player, you can play professional football until you reach the age of eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So we were just waiting. You know, and how old were you at at this time? At that time, I was like sixteen years old. Oh, okay. When they took me, yeah, I was like sixteen years old when they took me. So the how come when we went when that rule came up? So they talked to all. They said we should go back to Ghana because. I couldn't sign a contract. But this team in the third division league wanted me to stay. Yeah. Wanted us to stay so that we can be playing until we can reach the age. They will be giving us something, but they're not paying Asian fee. They're not paying just the player, just to focus on, on the players until we reach 18. Then we can, then they can get benefit from us. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know who was the, Real agent, I decided to no. Uh, we take the players to Turkey. <laughs> man, you were yeah. all over the place, man. I, I was, yeah. So it was like that. I said no, but if he go Turkey, he will be able to play. So the coach came out to me. The coach of the Juventus team said, "Is that? Let me be honest with you. The dream that you got, it's not. It's not for Africa." It's not for anyway, it's for you because the football you can play. I don't know the teach you how to play European football or what. I don't know if you got you want to school for football, but the game you can play, I haven't seen no player playing that game. One, you fast, two, you can pass, you can dribble, you got good energy. You can do anything. So try to talk to your people that brought you. We will give you 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 and Dior place to be that will be training with us we will take care of everything but we can't pay your salary every month we'll be giving you guys starting guess how we giving all the players here yeah you know it's not like a contract that you're signing but if you guys but Dio Dio can, can can play professional football so Dio can be here and then play for any other team but Dio went on a trial or two he went on a trial with Grasshopper I don't know what happened he didn't make it but for me, I was staying with Juventus because they were not playing in a professional league. Yeah. They were not playing in a professional league. They were playing like a, a, like a academy, academy league like that, you know. So there where I was playing. And then the coach told me, he that you can be here. Even if the team not get money to pull you in place to stay, I can make you to stay with me. You can, my, my kid like you, you know, you can be like a son to me, you know, it was like that. But then, Robert Bright, our agent talked to him about Turkey. Mm-hmm. 
And then she have that break to him, say, hey, I don't know how you're taking this, though. The people already explained to us. The people, the kids, they have better future. They can play. If we could just for the, forget about agent business and then put them in this place, let it just stay here. They nurture them. When they reach 18, when Zai reach 18, because Zai is the most important person that we really focusing on. Mm-hmm. But Dio, Dio, 18 years, or Dio, Dio can play anywhere in level A, seriousness. But for Zai, everybody talking about Zai. So what we need to do, we can leave Zai here with this junior team. Whatsoever team is supposed to do, because the people agree that my visa was getting expired. The people agree that, okay, we, we will face a better invitation invitation for Zai. Zai can go back to 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 Liberia and then come back on a, a, a resident visa mm-hmm. on a team name. So it was like that. So Siapa uh, uh, Bragg told him, say, okay, I'm going back to the state, but I prefer Zai to stay here. You know, whatever thing is supposed to do for Zai, let you stay, he will come out good, and then we can get our money back from, from Zai because we invested in Zai buying tickets and all that. But right now we can get it out quick, like like the way you wanted to, to, to get it. Yeah. So so the agent kept pushing uh, 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 Robert Bright. Forget about uh, Switzerland. Zai can play in, 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 in Turkey. What we need to do, we Zach and Dior can go back to 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 Liberia, and then we prepare them for Turkey. In less than three months, time Zach can be in Turkey and play, and then you can give me your your money because Turkey they they ain't care about 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 owner age players. You can sign and keep it as a secret when wow. you reach the eighteen before they develop it. So that was. That that's why we're on or rather I mean yeah rather break mind until you say okay you know what before your visa is gonna expire we, we will go to Liberia yeah but then we couldn't reach Liberia because of fighting war in Liberia wow so you couldn't yeah, make it so back so then start, where where'd you go yeah. we stopped in Ghana okay so we stopped in Ghana you know see I felt break they are extremely well for me and I appreciate it. every time I go like zero we hang out and all that we reach in Ghana you rent a place for us they just stay at uh, uh, Robert Bright organize a team that we, we should be training with we call it Team Stiku so we started training with our team and then I started training with the team me and Dio started training with the team again the team started liking us and then they had like because the Ghanaian people they got uh, something that every year a scout can go in Ghana mm-hmm. to go scout players. So <laughs> we we were in Ghana. They had a game to play, and then the scouts were on the field, and they brought me because we we are, we are foreigner. We don't have contract with the team, but it was just helping us because. I think maybe Shafai gave them money and say, oh, uh, y'all help my, my, my two players to be treated with y'all. You know, I would give y'all a certain amount of money. I think probably gave them money because Ghanaian people, it's very difficult for them to do foreign on the team. Yeah. So it was like that. 
So we started training there. Siafa left us, he went to the States. Only Robert Berg was with us for some time. Every time we go train, he would be there. So we started playing all the preseason games for this team. And then the scout came. The scout came to look at a few players on their team. And then the scout saw me and Dio play. And then said, oh, but I like the two players that, 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 that came in second half. Hmm. And they can't hear people telling that, oh, no. Uh, they are not our players. They're just thinking, yeah, you know, they don't know us. So we can't, we can't, we can't, we don't have a, a, a responsibility for them. We only talk about our players. Yeah. So it was like that. So everything fell apart. We started living uh, in Accra, nothing to do. The team stopped us from training with them. So we ended up going on the brown camp because we didn't have money again to pay for the rent. Yeah. Couldn't get in touch with, with, with Robert Bright. Couldn't get in touch with, with CFI Bright. So things started falling apart and I went to the camp, the brown camp. And then after some time, a year later, Dio have opportunity to go Sweden. Mm-hmm. So me and Dio supposed to go Sweden again. We got an invitation that said, I think, I think it wasn't, it wasn't my turn to play in Europe. That's how I feel. The invitation that is saying for two of us, I couldn't go again. Why not? It's a professional something. So how are you still, you're still age. underage at this time? I was, I was still underage at the time. Like one year later, I was 17 years old. Bro, you went I through so go. much before the age I, of 18. You lived, you lived like three people's lives before you even turned 18 years old, man. Age. Goodness gracious. It was just funny. So, it came a time. We went to the embassy. The embassy gave us some idea. They gave Dio the the visa, but they didn't give me the visa. So, Mr. Steve, the Swedish man that was sending for us from from Florida, I mean, uh, um, how they call it, Tim, he said, throw that box. He told me, he says, no problem, I will be sponsoring you. Every month, I will be sending you money. But all I want you to do is keep training. I have a better way for you to come to Sweden. If Dio make the test and you be successful in the trial, Dio will use his own influence to send for you. And then when you come up here, that's it. You can play professional football. You can be on a field at Buff until you reach the age of 18. Bam. You can sign a contract with us. Because Field at Buff was like a startup team mm-hmm. for a player. They will nurture you. They play in the, in, 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 in the, in the tier or fourth division league until you reach that age and they send you, they sell you out. So it was like that. So when Dia went for the trial, Dia was successful. When Dia was successful, Dia was supposed to send for me, but he turned back on me. Wow. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Dia, Dia used to help me. He sent me money, you know. But I was just, I kept telling him, I said, Dia, you know, the money thing, you know, it's good. I appreciate it. But 
this place is not for me. If I be in Ghana, my whole career going to go down. I yeah. will play football. And I don't want to be here. You know, I have traveled before going to Europe, so it would not be hard for me when people lose him out. If any embassy lose him out, passport, they would know that, yeah, I traveled before. So try to do something. But why, then, why do you think he? Why do you, you think know, he turned his back on you? Because he knew you were a better player. Maybe he didn't want you to sh- uh, outshine him. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Dia don't think like that. Dia, Dia was like a big brother to me, like a best friend to me. Because it is because of me that Dia went Switzerland. Yeah, I choose him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's that's what he's supposed to do for me. But then when everything went bad, I was in Ghana when I yes it deals him for. Another person that couldn't play football. Wow. Yeah. I was in Ghana. I hear again DLC for another person. I'm like, wow. When I called Dio, oh, yeah, I'll call you back, you know, my own training camp and this, that. Uh, Yo, well, you're saying for somebody and you know I ain't Ghana yet. Why can you just send for me? At least anything, anything you spend on me when I come, I become successful, I'll pay you back. You would get everything back from me. Yeah. So that I can't, I don't know what happened, what happened to Mr. Steve went down, things started going wrong for him so he couldn't send for me again. The company went down, he then, he went bankrupt, so we're coming to get in contact with him. So only Steve, only Dia was depending on Dia didn't send for me until I met this coach we call him Patrick. Called uh, Coach Machine. So and it was Coach Machine that was behind us foot to foot in Ghana. So I was trying to like leave football now when Coach Machine came out and said, No, Zach, I don't know you, but I know you through people that are talking about you. I will help you. Yeah. I will wake you up every morning to go for training. I will carry you for training every morning. We'll go jog in the village. And in the village, well, it's too scary. You see the Ghanaian people holding the car, I say, walking, you know, I'm afraid, but I kept doing it, running. Every morning, go train. I started playing for the Ghana, I mean, the camp team, until another team saw me play. They took me to Comanche. Yeah. I played for them in Comanche. I played for them, and then came back. Another opportunity came. I started getting in touch with people, you know, I called Vermont Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, calling him for this is in the U.S. So he he was the the manager for for Francis Grandpa Doe. Okay. So yeah, so he, he said he gonna help me. So started playing for the camp team, and then boom, he had opportunity for me to go to Cameroon. So I went to Cameroon. I started I played Cameroon for six months. Some contract, but it's not enough. Just little thing I was getting until the same thing happened to me again. Uh, they used to call me number this, the petit this. Mm-hmm. They call me Sidan. <laughs> I went on that team. I went on that team. There's a struggle player. How many league game he didn't score one goal? Yeah, one goal he didn't score. So when I went on that team, when I started playing, they try all year. The team said, okay, yeah, we want you, we will take you. So when I signed a contract, I started playing, I was wearing number 10 jersey. 
started playing. The Chicago didn't score one goal in how many seasons he played, he didn't score one goal. Yeah. They started keeping him on the bench. But then when he left the bench and came in to play the first game on the bench, the pass that I gave him, like, even if he, even if you're a football player, you can't play football, you're supposed to score that goal. Yeah. Because it was like, I went through, beat the first guy, even beat the goalkeeper, and then just roll the ball in front of the pole. Yeah. He scored. From that day, from that day, I tell you from that day, the guy, the guy started believing in me. The guy said, if it was some Cameroonian player, they wouldn't pass him that ball. Yeah. So we want to force him to score. From that day, the guy told me, he said, from today on, you'll be my, my little brother. Because I was the youngest on the team. Yeah. I was the youngest. And then I started playing, and then they brought scouts from, from Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. From Bordeaux, the French, the French team in Bordeaux. So the scout came to see three players because I was new on that team. Three players that play for Cameroon or, or Gino Ono 17 or national team. Yeah. So the game started. They always like putting me on the bench, you know. So the coach, the coach is a Cameroon coach. When he came, the first coach that was there is is a Bam, Bamute coach, and they like their own traditional thing. Yeah. Wasting water on people and things. That's what I told him. I said, oh, no. If y'all won't do the other thing, yeah, then I need to play for your team because I don't like people doing traditional thing on me. Yeah, I believe in God. So because of that thing I said, they start putting me on the bench. The coach, the coach started putting me on the bench because he said I don't want to follow the the other players' thing, their thing that they can do. You know, rubbing oil, all other things on the smelling things. So because of that, they put me on the bench. I never used to play. I used to come in second half. When the game, when the game tough on there, they put me in. So when they were coach came from Bordeaux, the scout came from Bordeaux, they were two. And then I was on the bench. I was on the bench when they brought me in. That game, I assist two goals. Mm. So the coaches were there. The scout were there for like two weeks. Yeah. And all the games they had, they been being on the bench. So one day the scout told them, say, oh, the number 10, this coming game, the number 10 needs to start. I want him to start and play four games. I want to see something. So the how come they brought us in, what other thing again? I told him and said, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Please. I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. My whole life, I believe in God. We should go in one room, they will like this, they will do this. I will not go in that room. Okay. When a new coach came, the old coach, the sacking, but the same used to do that thing. So the new coach said that, I don't know what y'all like doing, but I'm not going to push any player to do whatsoever thing that they feel that they can do. Yeah. All I want y'all to do, get on the field and play my game. So that's how I started starting on the team because the new coach used to like me. So when I started the game, the scout saw me and they wanted to add me on the three players. So the three players that they wanted to take, one of them was so big, you know, because he played in, in, in Egypt before. Yeah. So he was like, I think that big player, so he was not performing. So they told them that, oh, we're not taking this guy, we're taking the number 10. 
So now they decided to take me. When they were going through all the process, carrying passport around, you know, trying to get a visa. Yeah. They took my passport. But what it did, they didn't give me visa. They told the people that I didn't sign a yearly contract with them, or three years contract with them. So they brought three years contract with me. And Vermont told me to not sign that contract because he had better things for me. He yeah. just wanted me to be, you know, coming up until he found something. But they didn't tell me, say, oh, Zah, sign the contract and then travel to France. It wasn't like that. Yeah. They already, I had one Christian guy on the team that used to tell me everything about the team, how they work, how they treat players, and all that. So he told me, he says, I your name on the list to travel to, to Bordeaux for the, for the trial. But they're talking about not carrying you because you don't have long year deal with the team. So I was like, okay. So when I explained it to Bemo, Bemo talked to a friend, Connor, and Connor said, no, we carry that. But then later on, the people traveled and they left me back. Yeah, too much, so when it too much back, politics. Yeah. They didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. So what did they? They told the coach that oh, because they 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 scout where you from to prepare everything, and they told the people that I had injury that I couldn't play. So one player that that traveled with the team, I I don't know that the guilt was in him that replaced me. He couldn't stand it. He told the coach. He told the scout, say no. Zah, nothing happened to Zah. They didn't want for Zah to, to travel because they know that if Zah want to travel and be successful yet, they won't give him anything from Zah. Yeah. But Zah is sick. Nothing like that. So the scout got pissed and sent him back. Wow. Yeah, it was like that. So that how come I managed to get my passport? I didn't end the season. But in three months, I ran away from that. Yeah. So where'd you go after that? I ran away. I went back to Ghana. Okay. So I was in Ghana until a year later when my name came up on uh, librariansoccerway.com. Mm-hmm. So they got, they called Father Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of Liberia, a uh, uh, national team, former national team player, used to play right back. So he was in Indonesia, yeah. So when he saw that, the hacker, he decided to, to save for me. And I was supposed to go to America also, but I couldn't go to America because my passport was expired. Yeah. I went, them were trying for me to go to America to go, you know, play in the, the league there, but it was not too serious at that time. Yeah. But he just wanted me to go there. So I couldn't get a new passport because it's still fighting war in Liberia. Mm. And the librarian base in Ghana didn't have no passport for me to, to change to renew my passport. So I couldn't go anywhere. So things started, but I didn't give up on football. I things was just about going. to say, man, like what made you keep yeah. going? Because you have, you have at least 20 different moments where you could have given up, where any other yeah. person would have given up. Why Why did you keep going? Yeah, I, I think that the reason why I didn't 
gave up because my mind, I, I was going by my mind. Yeah. I was going by the things that I did to not give up on football. Yeah. First of all, I started thinking, oh, I left my mom. She was sick. I went to play football. I came back. She died. Yeah. So if I give up on football now, then... It was pointless. I get nothing. Yeah, yeah, I get nothing else to do. So I got to play football for my mom because if she can look in my eyes and tell me to go find her dream, that means she want me to play football. She want me to work. She want me to put in whatsoever thing I get to put in to play football. So I got to go. Yeah. So I didn't give up on football. I started training. And I had opportunity to go to America again on resettlement. Mm-hmm. There's a lady came up to me and said, "Oh, you resemble my son that my my, my son that died, and now we need to find replace replacement for him to go on resettlement. So we gotta go through. It would take it would take two months. Luckily, the, the wall came down and things started getting back to normal and stuff like that. So I had to go." When Father Johnson came out with his trip to Indonesia, and then I I went to Liberia, uh, renew my my passport, and came back came back to to Ghana, and then I had the opportunity. He sent me invitation to Demo Demo Port and Prince Chupi. They bought me ticket mm-hmm. to come to Indonesia. So when I came to Indonesia in mean, 2005, yeah. I didn't play that whole season. Why I not? didn't play. I just, the people say, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, my body's small and I'm I, I young, I'm skinny. I oh. don't think I can play in the league. Oh, they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know what Zadu yeah, on the field. <laughs> they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, so 2005, it was like that. And then, but I didn't give up. I used to wake up early in the morning, go running, come back, and join his team to trade. So, so it was like, I used to be, when I go on Father Johnson or, or training, or, or training, I would just wear the jersey and just be playing with the ball behind the pole. When the ball comes, I chunk it back on the feet. So I was that kind of respectful person, you know, they started seeing me because if I that kind of big high person, I won't be going for training with him because I don't play. And yeah. then I go for training, all I do, I just stay beyond the pool, I do my jockey, play with the ball. When they're doing a shooting drill, I be beyond the pool, chunking the ball back on the feet to them and stuff like that. So one day, they say I should go on a training camp. So when I went on the training camp, they started calling me a name they called ASEP. Okay. So the word ASEP, when I asked people what it mean by ASEP, they said, ASEP me ball ball. Mm. You know, kids that can be on the feet, giving the ball back to, 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 to the player. Yeah. So I said, oh, okay, cool. So, <laughs> during the preseason, they, I played, somebody had injury, the person couldn't play. Yeah. So they asked me to join in the play. So I started playing and then they started seeing, oh yeah, I said, but they were saying, they, they, they said they couldn't believe in me for me to play in the league. Yeah. They said the league too strong for me. So I left it. At the end of the season, 
there's a guy called Steven Weir, mm-hmm. a librarian guy called Steven Weir. He had a, he had an injury, and the team was looking for player like him because he was an attacking player. So we were about eleven. I tell you something, eleven players that went for that trial. We have Brazilian, we have Argentina, we have Cameroon, different different nationality. And I was there. After that, people started going home. Started going until we left only five. Yeah. All of the five, this is why I'm coming to tell you, you know when football players see football players, you know, you can say, damn, oh, I, don't think I, would, I don't think I would be here. Yeah. There's a Brazilian guy. Me and him, like the same position. A Brazilian guy, but he was like way younger older than me. He was in his 20, 25 years old, like that. Yeah. The guy could play. I'm telling you. That guy could play. We went for the, the, the game, the final game trial. So I saw I was sitting on the bench. The guy was playing, for, playing with the first team. I was sitting on the bench. I saw that guy playing. I said to myself, I said, God, I just need one chance if I can get on the feet, just one chance. I need to play more than this guy because if I don't, first of all, my skin color, I'm from Liberia. Nobody knows nobody know Liberia. Everybody knows Brazil. Yeah. So that was my prayer there. So when the first team finished playing, the second team went there, I was still on the bench. And then, because it was the local coach, the work coach came from, from Holland. Mm-hmm. So he went for vacation. So when they put me in, they saw me playing. And myself, I said to myself, I said, wow, how can I play football like this? And most crazy guys, they, you know, I played that game. I put that second half on my head like I really needed a job. So the funny thing is, <laughs> after the game, we went for dinner, and the guy came up to me. The guy said, where are you from? You know, you could speak no English because he said you play in a lot of countries that could speak English. So he started trying English. He said, where are you from? I said, I'm from Liberia. He said, wow, Liberia. And he said, oh, yeah, I know one player from Liberia. Josh, we are AC Milan. I said, yeah, that's where I'm from. He told me, he said, what I saw you doing just now, I never see that before. Hmm. So I told him, I said, what do you mean you never see that before? You you better pass me. Say no. I feel like I'm not better pass you. Hmm. I was like, ready? He said, yeah, ready. I'm telling you the truth. I'm honest person. You know when football players see football players, they are jealous. But I was jealous when I saw you play. I'm like, okay, thank you, senior. Thank you. And you thinking the same thing and about then, him, watching him play. And I think the same thing about him. So it was like, so we had a final game to play against Pesita Tangran. And the Pesita team, it was the team that I was supposed to play for. Mm-hmm. When he told me that I stay this and I stay young and I stay small. And I was reaching to the age of 18 at that time. Yeah. Just a few months later for me to be 18 years old. 
So they came out to play out in the preseason game. And then they played out in our stadium. And then the web coach came down. He came. He started training. Even during the training, the coaches would talk to me. What's that? Yeah, I really like your way of playing. You know, it's that. Blah. Me and the Brazilian guy were there. So we need the two of us, and they need to pick one of us. They cannot take the two of us because they need that one space for 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 foreign player. Yeah. So during that game, the both of us were starting. Me and the work, me and the Brazilian guy, and the coach came out of me and says, "Ah, you know the team, the coach that was here, he talked a lot of good things about you, but I didn't see it." But now what I want to tell you, I want you to play like your best player in the world. Who's your best player? I said, Josh, we are my best player. He said, okay, I want you to play like him. Even if you can play more than him, play. Because what I see in you, you're respectful. All the, all, the, all the players like you. You're not, you're not, you're not, you don't have big heart. You do everything, say, okay, coach. Say, you starting the game tomorrow. So when Pesita came, they saw me. Oh, they started laughing. Oh, I said, I said, they started calling me. I said, and this, that. You know, they used to like me because I was always around and, you know, helping to watch their booze. You know, they are seeing players and people that were making the money. So yeah. they used to give me small, small things and when I watched their booze, you know, like that. So I'm saying, I just came on the side to myself and said, Dah, this is it. This is a final game for me. You know, if I'm supposed to be here, let me be. You know, if I'm supposed to be here, then all the things that I went through, made that happen again. You know, it was my prayer. And before I left, the, before I left for the game, all I do, I just spoke to my mom, you know, like the normal way I always do it before I play a game, you know. Yeah. Talk to myself, talk to her and tell her, oh, I'm going for a game, you know. I wish you can be, you know, around me as I play, you know. Just talk to her. So when I went and we won that game 1-0 and I scored a game. Hmm. And I scored, I didn't want to score 1-0. And after the game, not the coach, but the manager of the team came out to me. I remember it was the first person I gave me a one thousand dollar cash. Wow! And on everybody, and on the players, not in Harlem, but everybody came out and said, "Zah, this money for you. You are the best player for today game. Take this one thousand dollar cash. You left that off and put it in my hand." Hmm. He said, this is for you. And then Pesita, now the team that uh, uh, that sent for me, but they didn't choose me to even train with them, like the normal training team. They didn't agree for me to play for them. Nothing. Yeah. They turned it back on me. They put in the newspaper. The newspaper, Indonesia took it. Because they are a big team yeah. who in the newspaper that they want for asset to come back oh, wow. in town for the team. Yeah. 
But you know what I did? What? I turned it down. <laughs> of course. You know the reason why? Yeah, the reason why I did that, I said to myself, I said, probably if I go to these people, they have a lot of great players, Indonesian players, foreign players from Brazil. They have two Brazilians and one Argentine. Big, big guys that play for, how they call, uh, uh, big, big teams there in Brazil. Mm-hmm. How the hell are going to stop? Yeah. And they already so were underestimating you too. So, already, yeah, yeah. underestimating me, you know. So I said, nah. But I talked to me, I said, oh, big bro, I'm so sorry. I know, oh, you know, you made me to come up here, but at this point, I got, I got, I, I got, I got to make my own decision. I want to stay with it, uh, uh, second division team. Because they have the Super League and they have Premier League. Mm-hmm. So they think about Premier League. I said, I want to stay with the Premier League team. I don't want to, I don't want to rush into, big team right now. So, I can't. They talk to left and right. This guy, the coach called me. This guy, please, you need to come. I said, coach, if you really like me, I want to start my career from down and I can come up. up. I don't want to rush straight to the Super League team. Yeah. So, please, y'all forgive me on that. How can I left there? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sound for them. I sound for that team. I started playing. I played for that team for three months. And after the three months, the new uh, 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 team that were qualifying to the Super League, we play against them. It's our last game. I play against them in their home. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. After the game in their home, they were, my whole life changed. What happened? The stadium was, Crazy about me. Even though we lost that game, but the football that I was playing, the stadium, whenever I get on the board, it will be clapping the hand, like clapping for me. Yeah. Anything I do with that board, it will clap for the, me. The, I don't other know team, the, the other the team. The other team was clapping yeah. for you like that. Yeah. Because the other team had one Liberian player on that team too. They call him Murphy Namwe. Mm-hmm. He's a defender. So. He never knew me that much. Yeah. But he used to hear about me. He's a big player too. He played for, he played for, for, for Liska in, in, in the Super League in Liberia. Yeah. People coming to Indonesia. So, he was like, he said, ah, well, where did he get from? So when he finally noticed that I was that, he said, damn. He said, the whole stadium talked my teammates talking about you, the coach talking about you. Probably if that coach stay on that team, you you might play for us in the, in in the Super League because they already qualified to Super League. They were just playing to get in their their, their trophy. That's how I came to this team called Pesci Capas. So, so young players, every one of us were young. From that team, there where I started coming up, started playing the Super League. My whole career, I started making uh, uh, two thousand five hundred. Because the first the, the Premier League away, I was just making like a thousand dollar for three months. Yeah, but then 
the first the first signing fee they gave me was four thousand. I didn't see that money. But I Johnson and the agent took the money, took the ticket money also. So I was just playing because I wanted to play. Yeah. Until I saw the league, the president looked in my eyes and says that um we give all your money to the agent. I was like, Yeah, no problem, I would get it from them. But I knew I wasn't gonna get it. Yeah. I lost that. Until when the team called him and told him that we want that for next season, he said, yeah, no problem because my team uh, are dissolving the team right now because we don't have uh, 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 money for the next uh, uh, league season. So there where he looked at me, he gave me 3000 he says, uh, give me the 3000 you know, for you to settle down with yourself for this team, they want you. So I was so lucky, you know, God was just, God started blessing me from that stage yeah. when I went to the Super League team. I signed a contract for 3500 I started making 3500 Started playing for them in the league. People started seeing me. BB clubs, they started, started seeing me, you know, started like, when I play against the team, all the coach or the manager would come tell me, you know, wow, you good player, which country you from? And this, that. So all that team was just coming to me, coming yeah. to me until I played two seasons for that for that team. My salary my salary went up to five thousand the next season. The third season in Indonesia, I telling you, bro, my third season in Indonesia, there were for five thousand started making 10,000. Hmm. Yeah. Because after that that season, every year they can play like an all-star game. Yeah. Before the season ends. So, I was called, I was the only, the only African, the only African were on an all-star game. They had a lot of African players that are there in the league yet. Yeah. At my 18 years old, I was the only African and the only Liberian. All the big team players that I met yet: Anthony Joman Bala, Salah Johnson, uh, uh, a lot of big big players from Liberia that play in the Liberia National League. People all the time to be watching them play. Yeah, I came up in the All Star game. They brought a prize up. The first goal in the All Star game. I saw the car that is supposed to get the first goal, the car of sports rap. Mm-hmm. And I played that game, I scored the first goal. And I was the MVP for that whole game there. Yeah. Among everybody. But they didn't give me the car. <laughs> it was just for show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They uh, they didn't give me the car. Seriously. And when I went back to my team, my team said, oh, what's that? What a car. So my manager talked, my team president talked to me that if I get a car, you want to buy the car for me. Yeah. So we agree on that. So we were just laughing, you know, playing fun. But it says, I mean, I know when you go play over there, I know you probably be the best player or something going to come up. But just in case when I something come up for you, when you be on the best player, share the car with me because I like the car. Okay. So after that, when they announced the best player, the MVP for that day, it was me. But I didn't get a car. No car. <laughs> no car. They, they still they they might be looking for you for the car now. When was that? That yeah. was like two thousand seven. 
Yes, 2007. Oh, yeah, that, that like, car, that car is gone. Like, it was like, but they, they gave me, like, in that morning, they called, they called the 50, 50, uh, 50, uh, 50 million, which was, was 5,000. They gave me that 5,000. Mm-hmm. Right. Then, no, yeah, 2007, 2007, you know what happened? I went to Liberia. Okay. I was in Liberia with this coach that wanted me a long time ago when I played against the team, to play against Pestija. Ellis Brown, you know, you know Ellis Brown? Yeah. Ellis Brown played for that team, Pestija. Okay, yeah. We play against them. They took Ellis Brown to match me. <laughs> Ellis Brown... Because I'm a kind of player, I don't, I, I don't stand. I just move in left and red, passing all around the field. I score against them like this. After the game, the coach came to me. The coach says that my plan for next season, I need you on my team next season. And the coach, that big coach, he coached the national team. So I was in Liberia when they brought the contract. Yeah. Yeah, they signed me. And guess what happened? That year, that year, oh, God, God is great. That year, that's why I started thinking, I said, yeah, like, and like, Europe, it wasn't my turn to play in Europe. Yeah. Probably Asia, Asia was my play. So, I came out as the higher paid player in the league. I'm an all foreign and local player <laughs> that season. Oh, wow. Yeah. They never signed player on that amount, 1.4 million in the morning. The first foreign player an African player to sound an amount of money in Indonesia. I was the higher paid player that whole season. Yeah. Me and one local player. He was 1.2, I was 1.4. They came out in the whole newspaper. My own Liberian people didn't believe that. They said, okay. <laughs> I think, yeah. After vacation, I came to Indonesia. They started asking me. I started going on big, big shows. And that season, the team that we went to, the team, the team never ever win anything since they become football team. Yeah. Never in their whole career. And the stadium is one of the biggest stadiums in this country. I played on that team. I played three seasons on that team. We won double winner. Mm-hmm. FA Cup, two. And the guy won't call the call, the, the, the Copa. Mm-hmm. We won the FA Cup one, and we won the Copa, and then we won the league three times in row one year. And then I was awarded MVP. Yeah. And then I was awarded best foreign player. I was awarded player of the century in Indonesia. <laughs> oh man! At after after so, all the nonsense all, that you went through, all that nonsense that I went through. Yeah. It's like you finally got appreciated I, for I what you've been doing since yeah, you were eight years old. I've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. I started winning that team and money started coming to me. I started I started sitting on but one thing I couldn't I couldn't get over. I couldn't stop crying again. Yeah. When I leave the stadium I reached to my apartment, I would cry. Say, Wow, I get it money now. I have a money here to, to, yep. to enjoy. Yeah. All my family then, I couldn't find my family. So I started searching, you know, trying to get my family back together. 
my sister, my brother, my father. I didn't know him. I never seen him. So, but I started talking to people in Liberia now. If they know me, if they know my sister, if they know my brother, I started, I started reuniting my, my family. Started bringing them back on okay. I started finding out from my sister. I talked to her on the phone. Found my brother, I talked to him on the phone. Where everybody want, they didn't have a place to stay. They were staying with people, especially my sister, because my brother didn't have big, big people and they were on the hustle. Yeah. But my sister, she had nowhere to stay. She was living with friends. So I told her, I said, hey, you know what? Where your brother is right now, uh, I think I, I'm making, I, I, can, I can afford it to help you. You know, so it, it, it was like that. So I started to, 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 to find my, my, my family. Mm-hmm. So I got my sister and I told her, I said, hey, uh, where are you living? I'll try to find a place. I'll pay for the place. Take your take your family with you, you know, because you have our children. Mm-hmm. I said, don't live with your friends again. Your brother can afford it. I don't have much, but at least I can try. Yeah. So she found an apartment, a four in an apartment in like zero. I got a day for it. And I told her, I say, what you need to do, you need to find place, you need to find land. So maybe we can start building a house, you know, like a family house, not big. Maybe if I can get a, a, a two or three day room to build, you know, you can be in it. So it was like that. Things started getting better for me. I started started making money. My contract started going up and up and up and up. Everything I played for. I played for the Vijaya FC for uh, uh, three, three years. We played in the AFC Champion League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing the AFC Champion League. Yeah. I play against DV Club uh, or FC Soul. I play against Gamma Osaka or uh, Shanghai. All the and, all the big clubs in all around Asia and Japan and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So it was the that. So I started coming on good. I played in the AFC. I was I was I was the the first or uh, uh, Liberian or uh, Iran or uh, uh, yeah Liberian. I play in the AFC Champion League. Wow. Yeah, we played, and I started coming up when they moved to a team called Petitura mm-hmm. in 2010, 2012. Yeah. We played with Petitura, and I won championship with Petitura two times. And then one time, runner up. The three years I played for them, and I was among the players that were winning a world player of the month. MVP. Yeah. Yeah, then from there, then I went to Fela United 2012 2013. Yeah. They were, they were at, uh, they were relegated. So I played with them and then we qualified to the Super League again. Yeah. So there were, I started, started coming up good. My whole career started being better. I was just about to ask, like, can you go outside? Are you like, are you like a, a celebrity? Do people stop you and take pictures and stuff like that? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you know, in Asia, yeah, in Asia, yeah, in Asia, you know, the people like to see, you know, uh, if you are celebrity, you know, 
Yeah. When I walk in more people will be like, oh, that's how I over there. It's kind of like sound on a t-shirt. Sound on somebody will come with my jersey. I have people that, if you see on my Instagram, they call me that idola. Okay. Like, yeah, my idol. People calling me the idol. People I used to go around teaching kids, especially on the school campus, go there, explain about Africa, explain about Liberia, how I come out to play football. So I started, I started getting a lot of fans in Indonesia. Yeah. And I was one of the famous players. I, I was one of the famous players in Indonesia after now. Yeah. When I walk in more, people would come on and take pictures, warm in the sun. When I walk on the streets, I get that every day up to now. Yeah. Every day. Every day I get that every day. Even when my family came up here, they thought, you know, when my woman thought that, oh, wow, can I take pictures with that? Can I do choreograph? Can I do this? People started taking pictures with my family also. And this, uh, even in Malaysia. Yeah. When I played for that team four years, Bella United, well, people very naturally call me legend. Yeah. So, so everything that I missed, all the times I've been fighting to play in Europe, I game everything right in HIA. Yeah, you got so it. I, there is no regret on that. Yeah. So you've had yeah. you've had a you've had a long a long career and a long journey, and I honestly didn't even realize it was this long before I started talking to you, you know, I, I was going to talk about your, your career in Indonesia and stuff like that. But I've learned so much about you starting in Liberia and you playing pro yeah. at the age of 11. And then your all the trials and tribulations that you went through. What, and I'm sure you've thought about this. What do you want to do after you're done playing? Yeah, my, my, after my career, actually, uh, I didn't want to put myself into sporting activity in Liberia. Okay. Uh, like to be coach or to be a, a, a football agent. But right now, a lot of people are telling me to do that. But I'm still thinking because, you know, right now I'm 31 years old. I know I can do that, but my plan is right now to to help build to help build uh our sporting activity in Liberia. Yeah. Because what I go through, I don't want other players to go through that. That's you know? exactly what I was thinking. Because I, I yeah, feel like I your your story, unfortunately, I feel like that's a common story. Like people promising you this or they're taking you here and you're doing that. And it's like, yeah, I feel, I feel like because of the lack of structure that that happens a lot to talented people. And maybe some of these uh, athletes, they're not as resilient as you were to say, okay, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep pursuing. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Some people are just like, forget it. I'm going to quit. My window is closed yeah. and, and now they're not doing anything, you know? So I, I, that's yeah. that's really why I asked you that question because you have such a unique experience that and and you have the knowledge to say maybe prevent other young Liberian talent from from you know having to go through what you went through. Yeah, because 
um, what you what you saying right now? You know, I dig it because the life that we live in right now, everything, 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 I can say is upgraded already. Yeah, you know, for my two all my two all my career, all the time I've been going like zero. I always taking like football material, giving it all free to every player that I see that you you can play and you don't have the material. For me, when I was when I when I was growing up, I didn't have it. Yeah, I didn't have the opportunity to buy it. I didn't have the opportunity to wear it. That's why I don't want other players to be like that. Yeah, I don't want other players to struggle the way I struggle because everybody don't have the same heart that I have. Some I, you went to Liberia, you saw a lot of great players. Yeah, absolutely. But if you if you really dig beyond like dream player, you'll notice that you don't want to play football. Mm, why you say that? You know the reason why I say that? Okay. Every year I go like zero, I carry sometimes 30 to 35 pairs of boots. Mm-hmm. I don't carry the good steady. I don't carry the good Gary to people that don't want to play football. Yeah. I don't carry for for older people, like, you know, I have my papi there and they won't play, they play in the old time again in a year. Yeah. I make that special for them. But mostly, I carry that boost to people that I think that they can play, but they don't have the money to afford. Yeah. And I don't carry boost that I would take from my teammates to go get the player. No. I go in the store, I buy myself. I spend two, three hundred dollars on one pair of boots. It's not a second class boost. But every original boots that I wear for myself, yeah, that's what I buy. And I buy one set of boots, which is Nike, and you know how Nike expensive. Yeah. So when I get to Liberia, I'll call a few players that I know that been talking to me from this side. Oh, young player, when you come in, please help me with one set of boots. So when I get to Liberia, I call them. I give you your boots. I gave you your material. Before I gave you that, I tell you, I said, bro, I'm not giving you this because you're my friend, but I'm giving you this because I want you to play. I want you. I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be more than me. Mm-hmm. Because in life, if you decide to be somebody, trust me, you can be that person. Either you go down or you be just like that person. But if you have the mind to be someone more, if you focus, you can achieve that. Through all my life, all the players that I saw playing in Liberia, I decided that I want to be more than them. Yeah. That's my target. That was my target and, and, and it worked. So everything that I do for most of my Liberian players and that I know and that they know me. Some of them I don't even know them. When I walk on a street, things that people did for me before, I do it for other people. Yeah. When I go on a street, I play against maybe local team, I play with my friends and I see somebody very talented, you know, well like me and you're not playing in group group, I call you, I say, hey, you know what? Call me tomorrow, I will get you a pair of boots. And when I give me a pair of boots, 
if I got money on me, I take and take the money. Yeah. For you. So you can know that the game they have a lot of enjoyment in the game. But before you enjoy you gotta work hard. Yeah. So if I give you, if you see me giving you that money and you just wanna take money and don't wanna work hard, that can make you to give up. Yeah. They got a lot of Liberian players in Liberia right now and some of them give up. You know the reason why they give up? Why? Because they don't have any opportunity. People not seeing them to help them. Absolutely. They want to see them, oh yeah, the boy can play, he can play. But saying that, you're not helping him. Yeah, I'm still hungry. I still got to pay for this. I yeah. still got to do that. Like, what what is this going to do for me? So eventually it right. turns into this is a waste of time because I, I should be doing something time. else it's because this isn't bringing any money into my family. You bring, right, right. So I see myself, I go around see I five bright, Robert Bright, the little Bright, the sheep. That's how they made me. Mm. They, didn't, they didn't want that anything from me. All they needed from me is to be somebody that they put the town behind. You know? They wanted me to be that. I put in my town behind you. I want you to be successful in life. Oh, you today. You know, let me tell you something. There's a talk came up to me when I wanted to help one player in Liberia. I helped a lot of players in Indonesia here. Yeah. A lot of Liberian like, players that play in Indonesia yeah. they use my name. Mm-hmm. I get on phone. Oh, you know that? Yeah, I know that. Of course, that. they call me. Oh, yeah. Even if I don't know you, big, big players then. You know, Abu uh, 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 Raza. Mm-hmm. He played for general professional. He used my name to play in Indonesia. Yeah. In Premier League. A lot of players then, I just need to call and say, Coach, ah, uh, my player, I'm my, I'm my, I'm my brother over there, he can really play, yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. Just phone call. They just want to hear say, oh, I know that. Because anything you go to, the first question is, oh, you know that, right? Huh? As long as they say, yes, I know that. When I just pick up phone and say, Coach, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, we from Liberia. He's a good player. That coffee was you. So let me just go to Liberia, bro. You went to Liberia. What I saw you doing in Liberia, no other person can do it. I live in Liberia, president. You can do it. Like you hear right now, you get your own player. You work in the FA, you get your own player. I work in the FA, I got my own player. Mm-hmm. Your player supposed your player not better pass me. I'm just saying that, right? Your player's not better pass me. Oh, my player is not better pass your player. When national team calling players, mm. right? No, I want my guy in there instead of your I guy. I want my guy to come. That's 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 the reason why we don't go anywhere. Mm. And. Because of that, it's been bringing hatred between football players in Liberia. Because if you call the other person, the other person think that I better pass that. That's mm-hmm. the reason why I didn't cause that. And at the end of the day, the kids started coming. Yeah. You don't like that because 
die on the national team, you on the national team, so you better pass that. Or because that one of big pricing again, the FA, your own of big pricing is hell than that one of big pricing, so that income. Coach. Because the coach and the player has made misunderstanding, you will not call that player. And not to say misunderstanding that just not been a way back something like, oh, when I was playing, they begin to under-respect me. So now that I coach and he playing, I will not call him. Mm. Yesterday, I asked the team for him to bring me boots. He bring it. I think we help me with money. He help me with it. So I will not call him. <laughs> it's everything except so, for your talent on the field. It's all the other stuff. Yeah. So me as a player and as a Liberian, we have a lot of things to develop in our country in the line of football. If we not put stuff to it, <laughs> we not go. We will not go nowhere. So I tell you something. We will always just be in that kind of round of African Cup, something. We go play the DR, we did well, or we win game and this, that. But the real thing that we lack of in Liberia like, football is togetherness. Mm. Yeah. Love and respect, it's not there. Yeah. It's, it's funny because. You started off talking when we first started talking. Yeah. And you started talking about your life and you were you were speaking about, you know, you didn't you didn't have it easy, you know, in your family. But um, the community kind of looked out for you because you were a good person and you always were, you know, just just kind and, and good. And you didn't have any problems with people. And. I feel I feel that energy from you and I've always felt that energy from you. You know, we me and you, we've we've communicated before on social media and stuff, you know, years ago. And it was I was like, oh, this this dude is cool. He's cordial, you know. And, you know, I, I, I started this company, Susu, because I want to provide better opportunities for Liberian athletes and Liberian players. And, and I'm trying to just figure out what I can do to make it big and to make it grow so I can provide opportunities for all of these young kids because the talent is there. The exposure is not there. So that I want to create the exposure in order to create these opportunities for these kids. So I'm trying to figure out how I can do that. And for me who has a background in like video and media, I always think about creating content. So I'm I'm in I'm yeah. in my house right now doing this because it's easy to do and it this can start off small and it can grow to be something big. So when I yeah. when I send out you know the the DM to to you and I haven't I haven't talked to you in probably a few years I don't know but I send out yeah. the DM to you and you right away message me back and say oh yeah let's do it you know it's, it's whatever I, whatever time you want to do it let's do it I'm like whoa all right that's it's awesome man this is great so you're literally the first interview that i've done i sent you the link to the schedule and that was like five hours ago (laughs) and now five hours later i'm on the phone with you and you're and you're you're sharing vulnerable you're sharing your vulnerability and you're sharing your life story with me you know so i just want to say i thank you for that and i appreciate you for that 
And I say all that to say you're you're one of the good people, you know, and and real people recognize that. And I recognize that because I consider myself a good person. I recognize other good people. And I feel like the good people like me and you can outweigh the other people that don't do the nonsense, you know, because it's not just me and you. Maybe me and you have to be more vocal about the positivity and you know there's enough there's enough for everyone to eat it's not a limited amount of food and oh if i eat za can't eat or if za eating i'm yeah. not eating you taking food off my plate it's like no we all can win we all can eat so if we just are if we're the ones that are pushing that idea and spreading that mentality it might take a while and it might be hard work but i think it's a project that's worth fighting for because these these are our people you know this is this is us so you know i i i hear i hear exactly what you're saying and i hear the frustrations and you know and i've I've heard it from you i've heard it from multiple people and you know i i don't i'm not in liberia as much as i would like to be you know one day in the future i'd like to be there a lot more so hopefully that's coming soon but I just want to walk in positivity and I know there's a lot of negative stuff that, that goes on yeah. and it's there, but we can, we can create a new day, man. And that's, that's what the goal of this is. And that's what the purpose of this is. And just man, hearing you talk and like, I'm talking about your resilience and I'm talking about your persistence. All of that is your positivity because you're like, nah, I'm, I'm yeah. got I got to keep going. God is on my side, so I can't fail. So I'm just going to keep going and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Doing what I'm doing. And, and I, I, you know, I really, I like admire you for that because I, I didn't even know that this was your story. You know, I thought just, oh, that's Zai. You know, he he's a, he's the Indonesian Messi. He's just out there, you know, <laughs> doing his thing. I didn't understand what it took you to get to that level, man. And it's just, it's, it's so, it's so commendable. So just, I don't know. I just wanted to sing your praises real quick after, you know, after talking to you and, and hearing your story and for you being open to even speak to me, like it's, 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 it's great. I'm never, I'm never going to forget this for sure. Yeah. And I tried it too myself. I really appreciate you because, uh, I remember the first time I talked to you, you know, even though uh, you knew me, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know who you was. But I'm a kind of person. I don't care who this person is, whether they got money or not, or whether they doing something or not. I don't care because my whole life I came up. I didn't, I didn't grow up with with silver spoon in my mouth that I, I need to choose who I supposed to talk to or not talking to. I talk to anybody that I see comfortable way, you know. Yeah. And the first thing I talked to you when you told me, oh, Zach, we're in Liberia, you know, I was like, oh, but this guy going to Liberia, and then he's thinking, oh, you know, me talking to him, they got a lot of people that you could talk to. Yeah. You know, it's like that. Because a lot of time, I feel like, a lot of time, even though I was big, but they had Sekou Chapate, you know, for me, that one of the persons I really respect among, among our age group, yeah, I really respect him, you know, and also Sinanti uh, Lamfo, uh, I also respect him too. You know, a lot of players there I respect, but, you know, uh, at some point, everybody's lifestyle is different. Actually, they've been there before me, but my lifestyle is different. I like friends. I like people. I like to go around people, you know. Uh, I'm a quiet person. I don't like too much talking, so. 
when I saw you, I was like, okay, yeah, I can open up to this guy. We can talk. You know, when I saw you, like, bro, when I saw what you're doing, you know, it takes a time for somebody who will leave that job and who come out just to, 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 to bring out something good for, for the kids in Liberia, even Liberia. Yeah. You know, when I saw that, you're not getting sponsored for any way. You're doing it on your own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know one thing? A lot of people who do this in Liberia, they always want to get something from the pricing. Yeah. I remember I had an injury on 20, 20, 2019. I had an injury. Yeah. All the things they were talking about me in Liberia was so, so negative stuff that they even get from myself. Yeah, for sure. So that's what I said in Liberia. Our people can bring us down before we think about ourselves going down. Mm. They can start it. Yeah. You understand? They were saying negative stuff. Oh, Zah will not play football again because of age. And you don't know my age. <laughs> People that know my age, they know that I could play. Doctor that know my injury, he told my team that I can play. Yeah. But in Liberia, all the newspaper in like went, oh, so I will not play football again, and this, a career finish, and this, that. So you that supposed to be talking positive thing about me, you saying negative thing about your own your own player. Yeah. Now one call came from the FA to say, oh, Zah, how are you, you know, how are you holding on? Not one call came from the Liberian FA to call me to say, how you doing? Hmm. Not even a text message. Everything that went on here is my team. My dude at United, did everything possible. But the people that I take to be my people, my own people, I play for the national team. I spend my own money to buy a ticket mm. that I didn't gain back. I carry jersey for national team before mm. that I didn't ask for money. We raised our life for Liberia national team. It cost my mom, it cost this, the trunk. Things there on all, but we didn't give up. We still play for national team. My first game I played for the national team. I remember 2016. I mean 2020. I mean 2006. Yeah. I went for vacation. All the other big players, then I went for vacation. They needed. They say the people want buy the ticket. They want pay for the ticket. My first game on the senior national team was going to be again. I told the 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 the, the youth sport minister. I said, for me, y'all shouldn't pay for my ticket. I will go play. I don't need y'all to pay for my ticket. I came for vacation. I came to enjoy myself. But national thing caught up, came up on me, and I won't play for the national. I supposed to be playing for Indonesia national team. Yeah. They brought that thing to me. Two thousand and nine. But I said no. My coach, my coach stood behind me because he was on the national team. He wanted me to go with him on the national team to work everything. I could get everything that I was supposed to get as a nationality player. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to do everything. Give me. I saw the money that they're supposed to give me on contract. 
that is supposed to pay me every morning. We gave me a certain amount of money, first offering. They gave me an apartment. But my mind ran on the Liberal National thing. I said, nah, I won't play for my country. We make a lot of sacrifices. But during my injury, that whole year, I didn't get one call from the SA. Even when I went, like Bira said, it time was well. I was okay. I started, I played on ATS with my friends, and I all, all went for a gym, low start, something. I opened, uh, uh, I told them, I said, we need to play a game. They create a game for me. I played there. I was on that ATS. I saw all the LFA people there, the TV people there. One of them he come up to me and say, oh, that sorry that you had injury and this, that. No. That's why when I go like Drew, I don't even think I'm going to LFA. And that one of the main things, I, I see that some of the problems they got on me because all of the players when they enter like Drew, they go to the FA. Yeah. I got nothing. The FA that made me who I am today. If y'all really look into my career playing in Europe, the FA was the problem. Because they, they sent a letter and saying that they're keeping the Liberian players, they don't want to not paying and nothing, so the players should come by or else they will send letter to FIFA. Yeah. I played for Liberian national team. My first year I played in the game at school, my first school. And I saw that because of my calm heart, respectful self, the Juventus sport minister, the FAC, owes that will get a ticket money back. Because you're the only player among eight players that went for vacation, both Europe and Asia. They let all down, they didn't play. Only you play. So we'll get your money back. They get my money back, they didn't fight. And all the other time, we'll, be, we'll buy a ticket when you come, we'll pay you back when we go. They will not get a ticket money back. After the game, the game finished, nobody cared again. You know, I really appreciate you that you come up here for us to talk. And, you know, I, I'm not regretting the time that I'm spending with you. I feel blessed and I'm grateful that you came up with this. So when I saw that, I said, yeah, I need to talk about it. A lot of journalists that I know, that I know, I don't talk to them anymore again. You know why? Because it's all about money. They're not focusing on the better future for our country. All they focusing on the thing that's happening right now. Yeah. That's a, it's not it ain't supposed to be that way. No, seriously. Not at, all. not at all. Yeah. You know, so I really appreciate you for this and I wish that, you know, this 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 can go out, people can listen to this. I pray that people a lot of people listen to this so they can know the the serious issue that we get in our country. You probably probably maybe I may talk my own, but I know a lot of players that got hard for that country, they got more to say than me. Yeah. Nah, man, this is this is definitely just the beginning, you know, to to give you guys a platform. And I know where it's coming from is not from a place of attack. It's from a place of, hey, this is what's going on. I want better for my country. Let's do better. You know, and that's what yeah. I don't want people to to misunderstand because it's easy to say, oh, Zah said this. I'm going to say this back to Zah. Yeah, like, no, you're missing this, You're yeah. missing the whole point if you think that Zah is just trying to talk bad about you. Like, no, Zah was good for his home, his everything, his the heart and soul, the land that he's from, that he wants to see better for that. 
and he believes yeah. that better exists there and we can get there. Yeah. You, you gotta be you're you're only critical of, of things that you love. You know, if you didn't love and you didn't care, you wouldn't you'd be like, whatever, you guys keep doing what you want to do. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't keep matter. What you want to do, yeah. But because yeah. you love, you know, Liberia and you you love the youth and you see yourself in the youth, you and you want better for them, and time you're supposed as time elapses, you're supposed to progress. Yeah. We can't be in 2021 and things still look like it's 1972 because then right. what, what's the point of, of existing and, and continuing to move forward, you know? So I, I, I understand you completely, but um, I think it's, I think it's some new, it's time for some new players to enter into the realm. So that's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I, I want to okay. talk to a lot of you guys, you know, that, cause I feel like you guys will jump in and, and, you, you have a different perspective because you are an athlete and you have traveled the world. Yeah. So you've seen stuff that's outside of Liberia and you've gotten to experience yeah. it and you know, like, Oh, all this is out here. This, we could have this in Liberia, this, we could do this, yeah. you know? So you've gotten to taste all of that. And, you know, you travel the world to see all these different things and do all these different things, but it means nothing if you can't bring it back to your country you and, and it make back, it better, right? you know? Country. So yeah. this that's that's really what what this is all about. So um I appreciate your time. I think I think we going we going to end it right here. Uh Zah, yeah. this this conversation has been amazing. Um I hope we we can do this again maybe in person one of these days soon, man, but yeah. I, I definitely look forward to it. So uh thank you for your time. So yeah, that was another episode of Africa Abroad. Africa abroad.